1: and i wanted to see
2: Bach. oh
1: yes hello there i thought you weren't due for midnight bridge duty this week that is correct sir but we did agree at last week's bridge crew meeting to discuss holiday planning prior to the next (sighs) oh yeah yeah i remember sir Mm -hmm. what you seem a bit a bit what
2: upset perturbed disquieted Excuse you, Spock, but I am in nothing but the highest of spirits. Well, I just think- Honestly, Spock, you're half Vulcan, not half Betazoid. Everything is fine. I'm fine. I go to the gym five times a day, barely see anyone besides you, and- Exactly
1: my point, sir. I think perhaps your routine is getting a bit stale. I'll show you stale! Captain?
2: Let's just start the show. Hi, friends at home.
1: (laughs) We're just <laughs> getting into character
2: and magnification. Too much. Hi, <laughs> friends at home. I'm Justine
1: Maston, LMFT, Yogini, writer, captain of this particular ship. Welcome aboard. And I am Larissa Garski, LMFT, writer, researcher, Spockian, first officer, and I'm a bit confused. Just a reminder to the listeners at home that just because we are therapists does not mean that we
2: are your therapists, unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. So how are you feeling? <laughs> I mean I like maybe a little crispy. Maybe a little crispy. It's you know, the uh the the gym uh no. the, the gym's been closed. Yeah that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um but I but I've been working out with my trainer if... in his home gym. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty great. I feel like Dean Winchester. I feel like if Dean worked out, this is what, this is how he would work out. He would have a weight bar and a bench in a garage. Or I, I guess in, it Doesn't why don't they have a gym in the bunker?
1: That's one of the things that never really quite made sense to me. <laughs> you know, because like it just felt like they would Especially once it became, once they started to, like, age with the show, and this is not ageism, this is just, Mm -hmm. like, reality, that if they wanted to continue, like, fighting at the caliber that they were fighting, they would have Mm -hmm. needed to start transitioning into some more body care.
2: Right. And, I mean, Sam, Sam was into jogging. (laughs)
1: And, and I, I just mean both, when you said that I totally he, thought of the episode where he's jogging and then it stops and he like does the hero pores and goes hi. I'm here to talk to you about genital herpes.
2: <laughs> oh, a a great ep. A, Switching channels. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean that that's why I started weight training was because I was getting older and you know my <laughs> need to need to worry about my bone mass. Right.
1: So that you can be, you know, a, a thriving part of the Starfleet Admiralty for decades to come.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. You know i I don't want to. I don't want to let anyone down. Like when I need to go back in time and
1: free some whales. Oh man. So many great references just right out of the gate. Um this is gonna be a great episode, you know, a little bit more somber than our, our than the last one that uh that dropped on Thanksgiving, but but still full of joy and wit nonetheless.
0: hmm hmm yeah.
1: yeah. So today we're taking things down a notch and not in like the smooth jazz sense, but in more in the <laughs> In the, in the sitting with hard feeling sense, um, I, I don't think it's our intention to, like, hardcore, like, stare into the abyss, but I think it is our intent in this episode to, like, maybe be, like, abyss adjacent um, and to sit with just some of the challenges that are happening for all of us right now this holiday season um, as COVID numbers continue to rise and... Many of us are either returning to more of that lockdown state, or some of us are just really radically sitting with spending more time in a in a lockdown state and all things in between. And all these things are hard.
2: I have to tell you mm-hmm. that I didn't hear like anything you said because I suddenly remembered the name of that movie from Mystery Science Theater 3000.
1: Oh, you did? And it's Reptilicus. Oh, yay! (laughs) If you're new here, you will have no idea what the captain is talking about. If you're not new here, though, and you listen to our 53rd app, you are (laughs) going to be just as excited as I am for the captain that she did indeed remember the name of of this (laughs) reference. reptilicus if you haven't seen it you must well and in some ways ironically enough reptilicus does tie into uh one of the main fandoms that we were thinking about discussing today which is the mandalorian and (laughs) the the ep that like i very much that this i very much doubt that this ep landed the way that john favreau imagined it would the ep with Mm. the eggs and uh frog Mm -hmm. mom And perhaps you're sitting at home and you're like, I don't understand how these things connect. And that's fair. But if you've been here a while, (laughs) I would imagine that you have faith in us and you know that that we are going to we're going to make this connection. And here it is. So Mando in season two of The Mandalorian, he is just on an epic struggle bus. And Mm -hmm. part of his struggle is that his ship just kind of utterly collapses because it's attacked by all manner of like arctic spiders Mm -hmm. after he crashed it after he crashed it yeah the crash the arctic spiders it's all been a really hard time and (laughs) at each step of the way he's beset by more dumpster fires which is a Mm -hmm. beautiful metaphor for i think how each of us is feeling in this the year of our lord 2020 and in addition to like trying to contend with just one thing after another one crash an Arctic spider and being pulled over by the new Republic police force. You know, it's, there's so much happening for him. He also needs to be a present parent for one mm-hmm. baby Yoda. And he doesn't have a lot of help. And by he doesn't have a lot of help, help. I mean, he has like, you know, none, zero, except for Amy Sedaris. She's, <laughs> but is she really that helpful? I don't know. Debatable. She ha- he has like people she who- offers. <laughs> she does. You're right. She does. Um, but at any rate, he's out there doing his best, and still failing some of the time. And part of the form that this failure takes, I can see her having a feeling. But I, you don't like, you know, I don't like the word failure. Yeah. I sometimes I use it because I have this idea that we can um, like re- reclaim it somehow. So it doesn't equal shame. It just means a mistake with serious ramifications. And I see your point. So I'm going to go with mistake with serious ramifications. So he's making some <laughs> mistakes, Mando is as a parent, with some serious ramifications because Baby Yoda is really into putting everything in their mouths.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the oral stage of development. Right, absolutely. Age 50 for this
1: <laughs> species is <laughs> the oral stage of development. And it seems like Baby Yoda's been at the oral stage for as long as we've known him as viewers <laughs> and as long as Mando's known him as well, known them as well. And uh,
2: they've, they've been using the he. They've, they've been giving him he pronouns. I don't, I don't know if that's because <laughs> Baby Yoda somehow
1: expressed their gender. I My read on that is that John Favreau is of a generation that is very steeped in the gender binary and mm-hmm. is moving from a place where masculine is the default they-them. Mm-hmm. And so even though, you know, John et al has decided to go with the masculine pronouns, to that I say no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm going to do my best to go with they, them and correct myself if I slip up. Um, But yes, Mando is tired and beleaguered and making mistakes with some serious ramifications. And in episode two of The Mandalorian, that means that there are numerous times that Baby Yoda eats frog moms to be fertilized eggs, which are the last of I don't know if it's the last of like her particular family or the last of the species unclear to me still either way yes it's
2: like it's the last of at least her family line yes and now she's gonna have you know six fewer babies
0: yes she will
1: (laughs) absolutely so not great so not great A mistake with some really seriously negative ramifications. (laughs) And one of the things that happened after this, immediately after this episode dropped, is that people had, they had a strong emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, had a less strong emotional reaction i know i couldn't believe because i i watched this before
2: you did mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god you need to watch the mandalorian oh my god this big thing's gonna happen you're gonna have this big feeling oh my god oh my god and then after you watched it i was like what did you think And you're like it was fine
1: i was like what about the eggs you're like what about the eggs I'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really didn't get it i <clears throat> i thought you meant the spiders <laughs> I was like, yeah, those spiders were terrible. And I could tell by the way, by your response that that was not what you had meant. And I still, I was like, I was in such a state of perplexion, perplexion. I was perplexed. I was like, what, what else happened? And then you were like, the eggs. I was like, really? And I was like, the eggs. And I was like, yeah, the eggs. Frog mom took them. And you were like, no, baby ate the eggs. <laughs> and you're like, they are
2: fertilized. <laughs> They're just eggs. I was like, oh, my God, it's the, but it's the end of her species. And you were like, I think it's just the end of her line. I was like, oh, my God. You're like, that, I can't
1: talk that, to you. It doesn't make it better. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> that it actually, like, then it sort of we, like, broke off in our conversation. And then I was able to take a few days to, like, sit with it. hmm And, you know, I'm just realizing this right now. I think that part of my response was my... It was my version of being like, I need something that is just going to spark joy, and I really can only tolerate ah, okay joyful sure. things. I had no mm-hmm. awareness of that, even when we were talking and like immediately processing the episode after I had watched it. Mm-hmm. And such was the, my such, and that was the extent. Like that was how profound my need for something joyful was mm-hmm. that I could not even be present with you about your opinion because i was i i i just couldn't i was like no this was totally fine it's cute it's another cute episode. thank god we have this really nice thing Mm. (laughs) hmm no that makes sense and like good on you that you were that you were just like okay okay we'll circle back (sighs) (laughs) you aren't bothered by the eggs That's okay.
2: And I'm pretty sure the last thing I did was share an article with you. You did. (laughs) That title was something like Baby Yoda ate the nice frog lady's eggs and we need to talk about it.
1: (laughs) Yes. And, you know, just to like really, really underline this point, it was a couple days later that Brian sent me a similar article. (laughs) as as i think in another attempt to be like to just invite me to like sit with like hey some people had some different responses to these (laughs) (laughs) um and so i think it was yes first and foremost me being like i really can only be with the joy that like mando and baby spark for me right now and then as days went by and i sat with it more what I realized in addition to this is that I w- had a hard time being present for folks who were being hard on Mando, which to clarify, neither you nor our producer were being hard on Mando, but some Mm-mm. of the initial hot takes were, and I think part of the reason I, had a, I did have a negative reaction to those hot takes is that I, I, so, I so readily identify with Mando And I'm like, Mando's working so hard. And nothing is going well for him. Oh, it is. It's so hard for him. It's so hard for him. Right? Um, And in addition to being a psychotherapist, I'm also a clinical director at the practice where I work. And it has just been because of 2020. Not through the fault of anyone mm-hmm. else, like anything else. But the nature of 2020 is that, like, I constantly feel I'm like moving from dumpster fire to dumpster fire, and trying to be present for colleagues and staff and clients. And there are days where, like, I know because adults will look at you and tell you this. I know that, like, I am <laughs> I have made a mistake with serious <laughs> negative ramifications. Because I'm doing my best, but there's just a lot to contend with, with the Arctic spiders and, you know, the new Republic <laughs> police force and, like, being tasked with the care mm-hmm. of a small 50-year-old baby.
2: Yeah. 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 No, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I, and it's interesting that people went there because that's not where my head went, obviously. Um I wasn't like, oh, you know, Mando's screwing up. I I was just screaming. <laughs> like, oh my god, don't eat those eggs! Right. No, not because Mando's done, done anything wrong, but I'm like, oh no! Baby Yoda's chaotic evil!
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, well, and like, able to channel chaotic evil, absolutely, which, like, mm-hmm. small children... I hope I'm not going to offend anyone what I'm about to say right now. And I paused to just make sure that I wanted to say this and I've decided I do. So here I go. Small Mm. human children can channel some chaotic evil, man. (laughs)
2: Well, and you know, when, when you and I had this conversation Mm -hmm. later, once, you know, you'd sat with, with the situation and you, and you said something similar to me, which was like kids harm without meaning to, I was like, oh my God, of course. Yeah. And I, I, was reminded of um my my dearly departed Pomeranian Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie had to be rehomed. He was he was originally a show dog, um, but his oh. his anatomy was imperfect. Sure. And it's a, it's a tough business if you're not perfect. They cut your balls off.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he didn't meet the the Westworld construct of what a show dog ought to be, which really was the show dog world's loss because Charlie was, was a king amongst dogs. He was a
2: king. He was an absolute king.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but he, his first home he went to was with a veterinary tech, and she returned him um, because her small child, who was, I don't know, I think maybe two or three, didn't could not recognize that Charlie wasn't a stuffed animal that Charlie was a living being Mm -hmm. and so would treat Charlie with the same air quotes care (laughs) (laughs) that the the small child treated all their toys Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so I mean obviously the the vet tech knew enough to be like this child isn't growing out of this anytime soon so I need to have this this sweet home's rehomed and that's how we got our beloved Charlie mm-hmm. um but like I didn't blame that child no like Charlie did look like a teddy bear like not only is it hard to know what what are real things and what are not real things when you're a kid like mm-hmm. this thing really didn't look like a real thing it fooled adults my my partner used to take him on airplanes and people would be like that grown man has a teddy bear <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: that grown man who looks like jason statham has a teddy bear i'm just imagining someone being like wow texting their friend jason statham is on this plane with a teddy bear <laughs> the man has heart yeah update the teddy bear
2: is now under the seat
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's beautiful
2: <laughs> but yeah i mean kids don't mean to. these are developmental stages right And so I, we, and I'm going to use we generally, Mm because I know I'm not the only one who felt this way. Like, we feel like because Baby Yoda is 50, right? that they should know better. But they're, they're a baby in their species. Yeah, they don't. Hence the name Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. And Baby Yoda likes to eat stuff,
1: especially slimy stuff. Yeah, slimy stuff really does it for them. The frog, the Mm -hmm. egg. The like pod that the Arctic spiders were growing Mm -hmm. in, which was quite funny because it it was that scene was an homage to to Alien, and it was I mean was really that was Mm -hmm. really well done and also super creepy.
2: (laughs) It it was it was both those things. Mm
0: -hmm. But yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean, and to circle back to when you when you reminded me of that anecdote about charlie uh, long may he reign uh i had a visceral reaction on charlie's behalf imagining what this small human child was doing and mm-hmm. when i was having that reaction there was very much a part of me that was like how dare how insensitive of that child mm-hmm. even though so many of the other parts of me are very aware as you're giving voice to that like they're they're two they're two years old. This is developmentally appropriate mm-hmm. that they're struggling with this, and of course, Baby Yoda is. And this yeah. also, too, I think, in a nice way, can expand this, this idea that we have of the child archetype, which, of course, Baby Yoda is very much channeling. Um. I'm going to stick with America. In America, when we think of the child archetype, we really tend to focus on the the innocent aspect of it. But really, mm-hmm. the child archetype, and Jung writes about this quite a bit, is meant to comprise both the light and the shadow side of what mm-hmm. the child can channel, which in this episode was absolutely some, some chaotic evil.
2: Mm yeah which uh, so this is not necessarily related but it's where my head went so that's where we're going great um i saw a meme recently that was about like what tropes do you love because we so often talk about what tropes we hate and it was this person loved the trope of the of the gritty sexy man who (laughs) works alone who drops everything in their life for the
1: heavily chaotic child oh my god for greatness i think i saw this too please continue no but that's like that
2: that's it it's Mm -hmm. this is a this is a great trope because any anyone can be a parent
0: yes
1: or put away another way anybody can be a caregiver anyone can take the role of the Mandalorian shepherding someone who's in need of care. And then you are giving that care. Yeah. And they fit and they figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: The, the examples in the meme were uh, the witcher (gasps) and, and Mando. And I mean, we, as far as the show, the witcher, we haven't gotten any time to actually see, uh, our, our beloved Geralt. Geralt of Rivia be a par- be a caregiver yet. But we've seen Mando be a caregiver and what I love, what I love um, is in episode I think it's episode three mm-hmm. um, he, he asks to leave baby Yoda with the frog mom
0: yeah. while
2: he goes off with the other Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Like that that was really smart and resourceful. It was. He's like, I cannot take this baby with me on this mission where I could be harmed or die. Because mm-hmm. um, I can't keep an eye on Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And this is very dangerous. Um, but here is this, here's this uh, creature that I know is a caretaker because she's got right. this whole tub of babies. <laughs> and, I mean, she lost a couple uh but (laughs) more than a couple we need that that's the reality you know that's the reality um but they're fertilized
1: now and (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i looking back at it i'm like i can't believe i said that to you with a totally straight face but i did (laughs) i did this is this is an example of empathy exhaustion man it hit you know it hits you never know what it's gonna hit but it certainly had hit for me that night And this is the way. This is the way. And what a great friend you were that you were like, okay, something's happening for her. We're gonna circle back later. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like this is a thing that had me literally screaming and clawing at my face, but fine. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I just thought that was so resourceful of him to ask Frog Mom to please watch Baby Yoda. Um And he does, he finds these ways to like find other reliable caregivers to help because no one person can solo caregive a child in like all the time, forever. Mm-mm. Everybody
1: needs Mm-mm. help. And you know, I wasn't expecting you to go there, and I'm so so glad that you did because and they really. I mean, these two episodes, two and three, they really they're telling such a beautiful story. And they very much felt like parts one and two, because part Mm of part of the horror that I was able to see, even in my empathy exhausted state. When I first watched episode two is that I was Mm -hmm. able to see that like Frog Mom is giving it her all to take Mm, care of these eggs and Mando's being kind of a dick to her. Like yeah, he is. he's super impatient. He like he's very dismissive. They had that like really beautiful scene that was like equal parts, like sad and touching and silly when she like retrofits that droid to work as a translator, <laughs> to be like, hey mm-hmm. dude, you need to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And even then Mandel's just like right. Like he's just he can barely be bothered. And so it's pretty unclear. Especially because you don't even have facial facial cues because he's always in the special Mando hat. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty unclear like if he has any positive feelings towards her at all in that episode with when you initially meet Frog Mom and her children. But then, to your point, in that third episode when he asks her to take care of Baby Yoda, you can see that mm-hmm. in fact, even as he was presenting as like utterly stressed and other utterly like empathy exhausted he really was mm-hmm. paying attention and he really does have some positive feeling towards her cuz mando doesn't let just anyone watch baby like he's very discerning Mm-mm. about who he yep. will trust with little baby
2: mm-hmm. yeah um it's interesting cuz i i didn't think we would talk so much about parenting but here we are yeah um because it, it this does very much feel like two stressed caregivers yeah Aww. who have their own agendas and it's not that they are unhappy with anyone else or angry with anyone else it's just like i need to get my kid to soccer practice oh. and now you need a ride <laughs> across town yeah and my kid's going to be late for soccer practice and like mm. i hear you you the, you have a very important thing you need to do too Yes, and I wa- and I want to care, but I'm so burnt out and tired, and like, you have this thing that I need, mm-hmm. and so I have to give you a ride across town. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm all you're getting from me is irritation, even though if we could ask the irritated part to step back, there is absolutely this this caring mm-hmm. part that's, you know sees the the caregiver in me sees the caregiver in you yeah and oh, and respects sad. it um and so yeah i i feel like that's just what was happening when you know amy sedaris is like you're going to take frog lady across the the galaxy and he's like oh my god but i got to uh, right i can't got to take baby yoda to dad's house right. if you
1: don't understand <laughs> yeah he's like i can't do that right now why did you tell me that and amy sidaris is like because because yes she needs it come on come on stop complaining she needs it we all need things right now right right and she's got she's got a thing that you need Mm -hmm. so you know it'll help you out right So just, oh, this is really beautiful. I didn't think we would get here, Mm -hmm. but here we are. So it's really, it's a variation on that theme that the show The Good Place did such a good job of interrogating and engaging with. What do we owe each other? Mm -hmm. And Amy Sedaris is saying, listen, baseline, we all owe each other something. We all need to help each Mm -hmm. other. We're not going to make it alone. And perhaps part of why she's kind of short with Mando is she's like, at a base level, she's like, come on, you know this. You know how this works. Her. like I get that you're tired right. you don't get but something for nothing
2: yeah come on
0: we gotta help each other here mhm yeah
2: right you're you're not gonna get what you need unless you support this other being yeah in, in this being's time of need even if it's inconvenient for you right
0: yeah
2: and, of course, I want to stress for friends at home, we're not saying that you always drop everything for every person no. or being who needs something. Um, because that's that's just not good boundaries. No, uh, <laughs> that is not the way. That <laughs> is not the way. <laughs> but But we do all need one another. Yeah. And it seems like frog mom had a hard time asking for help. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if she could have done it herself, she would have done it herself.
1: Well, and it's really interesting because I think that's part of what, as a country, we're grappling with right now. Because one of our Mm -hmm. foundational myths is this idea of individualism. And making Mm -hmm. it on our own. Um. And that, I mean, that came, that comes from a place of not having systems to rely on. And your only relationship with systems being negative, that they use you or they hurt you. And so then you can really start to look inward and be like, okay, I got me, myself, and I, I got myself and my parts. That's it. It's all, I just got to go it alone. And what Amy Sedaris is offering to both Frog Mom and Mando is this, the reality that, like, hey, no, you do need, you, you need each other and we need to help each other and you two have to figure this out. And she, like, totally dodges toxic triangulation, which is a big oh, idea. Oh, yeah, she's like, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm not, I'm not mediating this for you. I'm not going to be a buffer. Y'all need to work this out.
2: <laughs> this, this frog lady needs a ride. Her husband has seen other Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. You need to find Mandalorians. Give this frog lady a ride. Good day to you.
1: Like she's, I have, she's, I've just solved this. She's very much like a Carl Whitaker. Systemic family therapist. <laughs> she is a Carl Whitaker. She just comes
2: in, fucks with the
1: system, and gets <laughs> out. And gets out and is like, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh this is this is interesting because we we are a very individualist society. And yet we do need each other. Like that that doesn't stop being true. And I think part of why we're falling apart right now
0: is we don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: In some real key ways. And we don't really have systems that are that foster connection and reliability and safe boundaries
2: this raised a question for me mm-hmm. which is do you think because we're we're approaching we, we already had thanksgiving and we're approaching the the winter holidays
1: mm-hmm.
2: do you think that folks feeling so desperate to gather yeah is about a need for others and community or a social constructed need
1: mm-hmm.
0: for togetherness.
2: Like I'm supposed to gather with these people. Right. And therefore if I don't gather with those people, I am, I am, I am not upholding the social construct or mm-hmm. if it really is like, no, I want and need.
0: Right. Right.
1: I mean, my inclination is to say that it's it's a both end, mm-hmm. and to say that it, it probably depends, right? Because sure. if you're someone who has a really fraught relationship with your family of origin and you're still planning on gathering together for winter holidays, mm-hmm. I guess to me that it feels like it's maybe a bit a bit more. In the area or in the realm of feeling like you need to uphold a social construct mm-hmm. rather than really wanting to gather together for restorative, caring community. A very Westworld Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very Westworld Christmas, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like folks that I'm sitting with from a a clinical perspective, like I'm I'm thinking of some folks that I'm sitting with, and it it is more of a very Westworld Christmas. And so then part of what we're contending with is sitting both with all this, the struggles and pain of 2020. But then for some folks, it's also then this is shining a light on like, oh, God, has it always been a very Westworld Christmas for me?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm hmm and that's a really
2: painful thing to sit with Mm -hmm. yeah and i i would challenge always although i know people use that a lot Mm -hmm. but you and i had this conversation last christmas when we talked about yeah um sort of the the grief of the loss of a child like christmas or the the christmas of your childhood yeah where where for many folks it very much is like the magic and you know, you don't have to do anything, and it's just this this wonderful thing that just happens, and right. it is all magic and special mm-hmm. and togetherness. Um, that over time changes to become yeah. a very Westworld Christmas, but it starts as a as a very real world Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just you, it's you, kind of age out and become a AI.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah for some folks cuz i think mm-hmm. you're right i think there are some folks for whom this is always a real life christmas or insert holiday here right and
1: i think that maybe for a lot of folks it's it's a combination mm-hmm. and you know the other thing and this isn't this isn't as directly related to what we're talking about but i do want to put this out there is you know different states are making different choices in terms of like is it a stay at home advisory or a stay at home order? Mm-hmm. There is this piece that I think feels really painful to folks, and though it is a hard thing to articulate that we're giving that whether that local, state, federal governments are often giving the message of if you're an essential worker, put your life on the line. Right. Or put yourself at risk. Mm-hmm. Be safe, but put yourself at risk, which are very two very contradictory things, nonetheless. That's double bind. Double mind, guys. Ooh, so many so many systems today. I love it. Um, I mean, I don't <laughs> love the double binds. I love that we're talking about it because we can't mm-hmm. shift a thing until we can name a thing and and mm-hmm. really have an understanding of what it is. So there's this double bind for a lot of folks that where they're being told, hey, go out, be safe, put yourself at risk, definitely keep going to work. hmm but that little bit of time that you get off, don't go see your family, right?
2: You know, and that's such an awful. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Hmm. Well, and it and it's incongruent for people. It doesn't yeah. make sense, right? You know, it's inc- it's incongruent for people within themselves, and it's incongruent within the family. Mm-hmm. You know, if if mom sees that you are going to work, but you're telling mom I'm not coming home. To light the candles for Hanukkah,
1: right?
2: Mom's like, "Well, are you choosing work over us? Yeah, is work more important than us? Mm-hmm. Is worth is work safer than us?
0: Right?
2: Which, I mean, a lot of these conversations are happening in families, mm-hmm. and it it is very hard to." To make the argument and say, like, hey, I have to work to live. Mm. And unfortunately, this, I mean, this is the line of work I chose. And this is, you know. The, uh, it is, but, and, it's,
1: and, but it's its I know. it's really hard, too, because I think one of the things that we in many ways accept in this country is that like, well, you have to work to live. You just gotta.
2: Right, right. Because there's I mean. Because there's not a good alternative.
1: Because there's not a good alternative. I'm not alternative. saying that's okay. No, but it, – and it's not okay. It shouldn't have to mm-hmm. be that you need to go out in the time of a pandemic to make enough money to sustain yourself to stay alive, but then also be putting yourself at risk. There mm-hmm. are other countries that are making up different choices.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I, I have folks
2: on my caseload who are frontline workers and it it's hard for them. It is. Yeah, cuz it, you know, there's all the usual stuff around not wanting to go to work. <laughs> mhm. And then there's also like, oh my god, this is dangerous and I'm scared and mm-hmm. nobody seems to care and right. you know. Yeah. What what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Like I... This is one of those times when it's really hard to be a therapist cuz like I don't have I have nothing other than my huge compassion to
0: offer. No. Yeah.
1: And there is more that is needed, but what's needed is mm-hmm. a functioning federal government that gives people real monetary assistance so that they mm-hmm. can stay home and so that folks who actually are frontline workers are not at such a high risk because then many people are actually able to stay home instead of what we have right now, which is frontline workers who are out there because they need to be. And then there's this like big gray zone of people who, and I'm thinking of a couple of like folks I'm working with right now who are saying to me, like, Larissa, I don't think I'm actually a frontline worker, but my place of employment is pushing for me to be classified that way, you know, to like... To keep their to keep their business open, to keep the lights on, to keep things running, because there's no assistance mm-hmm. coming, and they're like, and I feel like I have to because I need to make enough money to keep food on my table.
0: Mm. But at what cost? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I know our our initial intention had been to kind of talk about having socially distant holidays. Right. Which I, I think we will circle back to that, mm-hmm. but it makes sense that it's not the, the central tenet of this conversation. Um, because there, there's a lot. Whew, this time of year brings, a lo- brings up a lot of shit about families. Yep. Yeah, Every year, always. Every so year, is... always. That, you know, this is not new or different to the pandemic. In our last app, we were talking about, you know, focus on shit that feels
1: familiar. Well, here we are. (laughs) This is so familiar. Every year as a human, as a therapist, (laughs) welcome. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: This is, here's a thing that hasn't changed. Right. Uh, (laughs) But what it is doing is creating even more tension within families. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there are folks who take risks more or less seriously, mm-hmm. who, you know, et-, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, it, these are hard conversations to have to say, I'm not coming home mm-hmm. and, I've worked with folks on how to have those conversations and clients are just like, but I'm so scared, you know, of the guilt that I'm going to get from my parent that I'm not coming. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, that's real. I can't
0: save you from that. No. That doesn't mean you're doing
1: anything wrong. No. And I think, in a very, like, especially when it's coming from a place of real love and care, and like if your family members wanting to see you, there's a real mm-hmm. emotional logic to that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, restored our connection really in our community can be so restorative mm-hmm. and it can be so healing. And it's okay that it feels wrong to be in this double bind of being told to put yourself at risk for work. Mm. Be safe but put yourself at risk. But then don't go home or don't see the people who are close to you, whether they're your family of origin or family of choice. Don't engage in this mm. in this in this very this one thing that might really be restorative to you. Don't do that. It feels icky. And that's part of how you that's... know you're in a double bind. If you feel icky. <laughs> it, it might be a double bind. It might be a double bind, you know? If if you're not literally mm-hmm. covered in some type of space goo, but you feel like you have been. <laughs> look around you. Ask yourself, am I in a double bind?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I being told to do two mutually exclusive things without the ability to escape? Oh, it's like Mando yeah
2: say more Well, man mando well, I mean, he gave himself the mission of of taking baby yoda back to their species um or the jedi i guess is is what we're going with now right
1: um <laughs> the wizards what is
2: <laughs> 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 religious sect uh-huh um but then he also has to follow the way, and he You know, he had to go against the way Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, fulfill this other mission for himself. Right.
1: Well, and then there's that interesting twist in episode three where he meets these other Mandos and they're like, oh, dude, you're actually part of a cult. (laughs) This like restorative community that's like helped you and like taught Mm -hmm. you all these values that you hold so dear. That's all kind of bullshit. Extremist jargon, basically. Oh,
2: what what just came up for me was like, <laughs> oh, I really resonate with Katie Sackhoff right now, yeah, because I feel like that's a little bit of what we do as therapists is yeah. we point out the Westworld contracts people have been embroiled in, mm-hmm. and they look around and they're like, oh, sh- no, no.
1: That's, no. No. Maybe. Maybe. Did I? Right. Am I? And sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes they, they do what Mando did, which is man, Mando's like, listen, I promise to help you with this one thing, and then I'm out, and I don't ever want to see you again. Mm-hmm. And Katie does that thing that we as therapists do, which is to say to folks when they're like, you know, I'm done. I don't want to be in therapy anymore. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, you get to choose. We're here we're here if you need to talk. We're here if you want to come back. Our metaphorical door is always open.
0: Hmm.
1: All right, but all I can do is point out that you've had this Westworld construct.
2: Right. It's not my job to convince you.
1: No, no. You know, like is Katie a little blunt? Yeah, but like again, going back to Carl Whitaker, that was that Carl Whitaker. <laughs> that was that was what Carl did. You know, he rolled up in there and said some like really wild stuff to people. And he was like, mm-hmm. that's fine. This is my job. I got I to shake you out of your system. I got to shine some lights on these Westworld constructs. And then you get to decide what to do with it. Mm. Yep. Like, uh, Carl was a wild dude. God, he really was. He's like, I'm going to
2: side with this person. And then I'm going to come over here and side with this person. I'm going to pit these people against each other.
1: And then I'm going to say these like off the wall things that it's good to fantasize about killing each other just it cuz it it gets you going and like his point was like catalyst for change. Mhm. Shake people right. out of their stuff. Mhm. Yeah. He was like you're uncomfortable, no. good. Get more uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, it's like Big Lebowski. You're not wrong, you're just a fucking <laughs> asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's what I would say to Carl. That's what I would say to Carl. Yeah, no, that's that's Carl Whitaker. Absolutely, he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like Carl would be like, "Yeah, that's true." (laughs) He's like, "Yes, I'm right." I
2: and I'm a dick. He'd be like, "You're welcome. You're welcome for that." (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll be twelve hundred (laughs) dollars. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> oh, actually, it didn't matter. The insurance covered everything back then. Anyway.
1: Uh- <laughs> Talk about broken systems. It's yeah, health insurance yeah. in America.
2: Mm. Oh, that could be a whole nother conversation. But I digress. I, d- I do want us to spend, if it is okay with you, a little bit oh, of time totally. around what it... <laughs> Look.
1: I know. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I know, but I'm just down. I'm just here. I'm here, man. I'm always here. I could be all
2: wickery and be like, now we're going to talk about, anyway. But that's I think it would probably be good to spend a little bit of time talking about what it's like for folks having a socially distant holiday and what they can do if they are making that choice.
1: Well, I'm going to put out there what you don't want to do the whole time. Mm -hmm. You don't want to put on that song, have yourself a merry little Christmas. I don't really know what it's called. I know that it's from the musical meet me in St. Louis (laughs) for me. And I, I I think, I mean, if you're out there and this is a happy song for you, I support you. I'm confused. I have questions, Um, but I support you for myself. And for most of the folks I've encountered thus far in my human life, human half falcon life, um, half human, half falcon, not important. Mm -hmm. That song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is, there's real sadness and poignancy to it. Mm. So what I would encourage you not to do, do not put that song on repeat and pour yourself an alcoholic beverage and sit alone listening to that song (laughs) for 24 to 36 hours. Don't do that. Mm. Do grieve. You know, that first example would be like diving into the ocean of grief without a wetsuit or an oxygen tank and then sinking to the bottom. <clears throat> I'm saying don't do that. Do, do grieve it, though. Like, do grieve that this is a loss. Mm-hmm. But you're not, none of us are getting the holiday that we had envisioned, you know, January 2nd, mm-hmm. 2020. None of us are getting that.
2: No, and and that's true I I don't want to say for everyone because I don't know what's happening for everyone but whether you are someone who loves spending time with your family Mm -hmm. someone who loves spending time with your friends someone who likes being alone I bet there's even shit you usually like to do at the holidays Yeah. even if you are a person who likes more solitude Mm -hmm. like uh Personally, I, one of my favorite things to do, and partner and I have been doing it for years and years and years, obviously not this year, is going to the Mall of America on Black Friday. That's right. You do. hmm We do. We love it. It, I know that's not everybody's jam, and that's totally fair. Well, yeah. But, and I mean, like, with the internet, you can get, you can probably get shit cheaper, whatever. We know. just, we like... Yeah yet yeah, we like to go to the mall and find things and buy them and leave with the big bags and know that we're going to go home and wrap them and ship them and because we uh typically don't go back east anyway for for the holidays um and so usually we are right. shipping or or if we do go we we pack the presents in the car and drive them mm-hmm. um and so that i mean that's a that's a fun thing that i didn't get to do this year and i'm sure that for every person who's listening there is some thing or things or maybe an entire yeah you know calendar mm-hmm. that is different and and so we have to you know pull on a little bit of what we talked about last time in the app like finding stuff that's neutral to good mm-hmm. looking for those exceptions and yeah grieving this loss. Like uh shopping online, it's just not as good. No. And it's not the it's same. It's okay that I'm a little bit bummed about that.
1: Or like a lot of bit bummed. And it's okay that there's a range of feelings. This mm-hmm. is making me think of um another great fandom example for listeners who watch the show Star Trek Discovery. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was maybe the third episode of this most recent season. Um the new captain, Captain Saru, tries to gather everybody. Not everybody. He gathers together the bridge crew because they've all been through a major trauma. They've gone like really forward in time. Mm. They're thus everyone they knew except the people on Starship Discovery are long since dead. Mm. There's a lot of trauma happening. Lots of big feelings, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I want us to come together. Let's have this nice family meal." For those of you who have seen the show, you know that that nice family meal turned into basically Festivus, a sharing of grievances. (laughs) I love a good Festivus poll. Yep. Everybody just like went around the table very organically talking about all the things that felt awful. And then they just kind of picked on each other. And then Festivus ended with everyone feeling bad. And the way the show ends is it ends with everybody in the ship then coming together to watch. I think it's a Buster Keaton movie, very much in keeping with the Star Trek Mm -hmm. series is always pulling something from like old, old, but like not totally present day Earth, but like, you know, old Hollywood Earth usually. Mm -hmm. But there's this really great moment um, between Saru and I think it's I think Tilly and Tilly says to him, you know, she's like, we had to sit with. Not being okay, mm. before we could start to feel okay again,
0: oh
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah that's real, and so that's that's why we're offering to you today to let give yourself permission to grieve a little bit. You don't need to sink to the bottom of grief ocean. But giving yourself no. permission to grieve the things that you're not going to have, part of what that does is it opens up your access to all of your feelings.
0: Yeah.
2: This, th- right. We can't pretend that, okay, this, this is what's happening and this is fine. Right. It's, to- it's totally, oh, okay, yep, there's a pandemic and I can't do what I usually do and that's fine.
1: Like, or put another it's way, not fine. if you do, if, you, if you're trying to pretend that you're going to have to numb your feelings mm-hmm. and you don't get to just numb one of your feelings, you got to numb all of them. And if you're disconnecting and numbing. You're not going to be in touch with all of the parts of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you're not really going to be able to answer the question of what can I do this year that's going to still give me some pockets of joy? It's still going to give me some of that Mm. connection. You're not going to be able to answer that question because you're not connected enough with yourself. To be able to notice some of those answers. Mm. So step one is be with the fact that you're not okay. Mm. Whether that means like being in your therapy office, playing some sad songs that you listen to. (laughs) Journaling some feelings, watching a sad movie, Mm -hmm. all of the above,
2: whatever, yeah, whatever you need, Mm -hmm. because then you can ask yourself what you need.
0: Yes, because
2: then you then you are coming from a place of self. Mm -hmm. As long as you're pushing away this reality, you are coming from a part of yourself that is a protector. That part is trying to put don't look over there don't look yeah. nope nope everything's fine just mm-mm. um and and those protector parts aren't great at knowing what we need like what are what we deeply need because it's our self our self-led parts that are the parts that are calm and creative mm-hmm. and curious yeah and that and that's what we need access to right now because I can feel, like, in my bones mm-hmm. that I'm ready to make something, which indicates to me that, like, I've got some self-energy coming in going, okay, yep, mm-hmm. we we accept our reality, and we would like to sit and make some stuff. Maybe with mm. uh, a series of dumb Christmas movies on in the background. <clears throat> or some podcasts. Mm-hmm. No, nothing wrong with a good podcast am i right no even a medi- even a mediocre episode of one <laughs> that's right because they're your old familiar friends Mm-hmm. that's right yeah i'll probably listen to well you know i haven't been listening to as many crime podcasts other than a date with dateline mm-hmm. um hi katie and kimberly uh just kimberly i don't think katie ever listens but nonetheless hello and mazel mm. to both of you <laughs> Yeah, because I just I feel like I've been more pulled towards the lighter, the lighter stuff, Mm -hmm. less crime, less crime.
1: And for those of you who are new here, welcome again. And if you were like, why are we suddenly talking about parts and what is Mm self-led? The elevator pitch here is this comes from a type of marriage and family therapy called internal family systems, which Mm -hmm. puts forth the idea that rather than our consciousness being singular or unitary, actually we're made up of a bunch of different parts of us. Mm -hmm. And this, in fact, makes a lot of sense if you think about how, like, you know, you're capable of feeling more than one thing at the same time, and those things can contradict, which is why we'll say things like, a part of me, you know, is hungry, but another part of me wants to go running while another part of me is being drawn to make a list of to-do items. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that IFS puts forth is that the part of us that is best able to conduct the symphony of all of our parts is the self. Technically, it's the capital S self, but I don't really like that phrasing, so I'm just going to go with the self. (laughs) (laughs) you
2: don't you don't like that phrasing and i really okay.
1: don't and all the parts of me are very much in alignment i'm watching more of my <laughs> ifs circle videos which is a training program um and 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 dick really likes to talk about the capitalist self and every time all of my parts are like Mm-mm, no thank you
2: no thanks <laughs> no th- miss me with that fam oh look at that you know what this is? It's a 41-year-old woman
1: who is with it. <laughs> Hip to the jam. Oh, you totally are. You are you're nice with it. <laughs> That's what you are. You're nice with it. Mm-hmm. So, friends, after you've given yourself permission to grieve, really moving from a place of self to, like, listen to the different parts of you, what they're feeling, what they're needing. And then start to think about what feels doable in 2020 during a pandemic when COVID rates are rising. And what kind of supports do you need? Yeah.
2: And it, it means you're going to be thinking outside the box. Right? Mm, as, yeah. as an example, um, you know, I said that I've been feeling very drawn to to making, to creating. Um, and what I like to make it um are mala bead necklaces. Um if you've never seen them, they're just they're they're beaded necklaces, they have hundred and eight beads on them. They're for meditation mm-hmm. or mindfulness practice. Um and I like to make them. I like to, you know, they're all hand knotted and so I'm just I'm making 108 knots and it just it feels nice. Yeah. And typically, you know, I would go, I would go to the Michaels store and Go, you know, touch and select and whatever my beads, and that doesn't feel like the best idea right now. No. So i I went out on Etsy, and there's so many beads you can buy. Um, and I definitely I'm <laughs> going to need to whittle that down. My list has like <laughs> 500 beads on it right now, but it's a lot of malas. It's a, it's a lot of malas. Um, and I mean, it's going to be a long winter, but. Mm-hmm the gift i got here was as i was scrolling and seeing these different types of beads mm-hmm. i was inspired to make different types of malas like yeah. the the malas that i make um are based on fandoms so i call them fandom attachment malas but like right now in front of me there's a there's a castiel mala Aww. and a rose quartz mala um and as i was scrolling i was like oh look at that cool weird black and white, big, like, image bead, like that would be perfect for Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Mm. And I was like, I've never thought about doing a Moira Mala. so I wrote that down. And you know, the gift here is that I got a little bit more creative insight by trying to do something differently than I usually do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And would I rather go to Michael's and touch beads? Yeah, I would.
1: Yeah, that's real.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's real. That's what I would rather do. Um, but the looking for them online, even though I don't get like the the tactile feedback that I liked so much, mm-hmm. um, I I get exposed to all these other beads that I never would have seen at the Michaels, um, and therefore sparked more creativity. Um, and I give that just as an example for folks that are like, eh. Nothing good could possibly come out of doing things differently. It's like
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's there's loss and gain.
1: There's both. Mhm. And it's also occurring to me that you know when this when this episode drops, um we'll be sort of like in between the major holidays that we have in in America that kind of bookend mm-hmm. each other, so Thanksgiving and then the winter holidays. Hanukkah, New Year's, Christmas, Kwanzaa, what have you. Mm -hmm. Winter solstice for all you Wiccans out there. We love you. We Mm -hmm. see you. And so you've already gone through Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we would invite you to sit down with yourself and all your parts. Maybe with your partner and your partner's parts or your friends and their parts, your therapist and their parts. So many parts. So many parts. And think about what felt like it worked with Mm -hmm. how you handled thanksgiving 2020 and what felt like it didn't
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and really just extending a lot of compassion for yourself right now because part of how we learn what works and what doesn't is through practice and repetition and for many of us well many of us most of us this is our first pandemic
2: yeah, there aren't too many folks still living who lived through the last one, although there are a few.
1: There are a few. You know, I don't want to leave them out. Um, but yeah, for most of I us... I doubt they're listening. <laughs> I do as well. But you know, if they are, hello, welcome. Hi. G- g- glad you're here. Um, you got to see two turns of a century. No, not quite. Not quite. Almost. Almost, though. Um. So it's... Whatever happened on Thanksgiving, it was probably rocky. Mm. And of course it was. It's was the first time through. Mm. You know, for many of us as adults, it was maybe like easier to let go of Halloween, though not for all of us. Not for some of us. Halloween was hard. We, see, there we go. Halloween was hard. <laughs> um, and so think about all right, what felt like it worked, what felt like it didn't, and use that. Information to inform how you're going to approach those winter holidays.
0: Yeah,
2: and circling back to our to our friend Mando, mm-hmm. I'm just going to invite folks to really embrace both self compassion and self to other compassion. Yeah, um, because uh, everybody's just doing what they can.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. and lots of
1: folks are stumbling stumbling right. some downright falling <laughs> right it's messy it's messy and does that mm-hmm. mean that like when you're messy that we're saying that like it's okay that you're messy and you hurt somebody no we're definitely not saying that mm-hmm. we are saying though that we're all messy right now Mhm. And how can we hold some compassion for ourselves and for
0: others around that?
2: Yeah. Acknowledging that folks are trying, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And that you're trying. Yeah. And it's in the same way you haven't done this before. They haven't done this before either. Right. So we're, we're, we're all just shambling around this big rock trying to figure shit
1: out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and you know i'm thinking of mando and frog mom again right because like mando's just so like, he just doesn't have any he doesn't have anything for frog mom and then mm-hmm. she gets the droid translator going and mando has a somewhat of a better understanding and so then when he wakes up and frog mom is gone and he like runs after her with like baby behind him and mm-hmm. and there's and frog mom was trying to explain like hey it's too cold in this ship My eggs and I might not make it. Amanda was not really able to hear her the first time or really the third time, fifth time that she put that out there to him. But then when he finds her and she's in that, like, amazing, I don't know, like, underwater, what would we call that? Hot spring? Hot spring with all of her Mm -hmm. eggs, getting them all warm. He is still frustrated. But at least to me, he felt, like, noticeably less frustrated than before. Mm -hmm. He was trying to channel some compassion around like, yeah, okay, you're right. I get that. And also, we need to go. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I I see you. I hear that you have needs. Yes. There are ice spiders. (laughs) There are ice spiders. We need to gather up all of your soon-to-be fully fertilized children. And we need to get out of here. (laughs) Baby, put that egg down. (laughs) <laughs> and what we've we learned at the end of the episode is baby did put that egg down he they put it in their pocket and then they ate it later
0: i was so upset it
1: because it was I don't, upsetting i don't
2: uh... part of me wants to know what the fuck j- john favreau was thinking and part of me doesn't want to know it. Ever was thinking like did did he think we were gonna laugh and be like <laughs> how funny or did he think we were gonna scream and scratch our faces because that's what i did i mean
1: my my hunch is that he thought that we would laugh or put another way that he laughed and what i would offer around that is that it was a hor- it, it was like it was like horror humor mm. You know, and that's not going to work for for all of us. This is Disney Plus! (laughs) Yeah, but that's my point. It's Disney Plus. It's going to be darker. (laughs) And honestly, like, and and I know that I had a different reaction to it, but even now that I've sort of come full Mm -hmm. circle and I feel like been able to sit with all the different sort of like layers here, I am glad that that Mm -hmm. was there because I think that is authentic to... children and how they show up and what Mm -hmm. happens when when caregivers are exhausted and have empathy exhaustion Mm -hmm. and are burnt out and all of that um and i and so i appreciate that that was there for us to have all of our different reactions to Mm -hmm. because i think ultimately it offers the opportunity to really sit with like oh god yeah like all of that's there in this art and it's also here in our lives
0: yeah And how do we make some space for that
2: Mm-hmm. I I guess I could have done without the baby Yoda pulls the egg out of their pocket and eats it as though there was a wink to camera. I hear you. And I I, I blame John Favreau for um fair. But I mean <laughs> at, if but if we are using this lens like kids do that all the fucking time. They're like I I put it back and then later there they are right there they are eating the thing they
1: stole yeah yeah and there definitely is like an older part of me that grew up taking care of just so many different children mm-hmm. that i i very much that part felt so seen by that episode cuz i was like god yeah all <laughs> oh, those mm. All they're so clever. They they, they think they're so cute and they're so clever, but they're out there and they're killing things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Okay.
1: Well, what what all did we talk about today? We had a wide range. We really did. We had a wide range. And uh, I wish I'd written it down as we were chatting because we really were very freewheeling with both of these episodes. But I didn't. So all of this comes from memory. So friends at home, if I go through this next list here and you're like, gosh, Spock, you missed some things. Groovy, let us know either on Facebook or Twitter or the gram. Um, We talked about family systems, we talked about internal family systems, we talked about the double bind, we talked about one of the great-grandfathers of marriage and family therapy, Carl Whitaker, we talked about fandom attachment, we talked about empathy, exhaustion, caregiving, and the child archetype. Oh, bless you. I know that's usually in my job so just like so much love and gratitude that you did that thank you.
2: Act of service. <laughs>
1: <laughs> double check.
2: Double double check on the act of service. <laughs> um and then for fandoms we talked about um the Mandalorian. Um we, we gave a a small shout out to The Witcher. Mhm.
1: Um You brought something up. Yes, Star Trek Discovery. And the very briefest of mentions to the musical Meet Me in St. Louis. (laughs) Which I've never seen because that one song makes me feel so sad that I've always noped Mm. out of the musical. Though my understanding is that it's... Wait, actually, no. My understanding is that it's quite dark. Okay, well,
2: I don't need to see that. No,
1: at least not right now.
2: Christmas
1: Um, prints
2: all the way. Oh, (laughs) I was typing them up top and you were typing them down here.
1: (laughs) No, that's fine. Because where they really go is up top. So like even even better active service. Well done. I think we may be at the helm of this ship, but we know who really
2: keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. Thank you to Lieutenant Catherine Mandy Cat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. To the Festivus Pole! Join us for our next episode, Winter Solstice with the Sages. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the very best way that you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and especially review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends. Also, just a reminder that our book, Starship Therapies, Using Therapeutic Fanfiction to Rewrite Your Life, is now available for pre-order from your favorite booksellers. So order yourself a copy, or two, or three, and share the news with your social networks. And as always, live long and, long and prosper. prosper.